be full of fright. I dreamt that I was with the devil below in his great big fiery hall, where the devil was giving a ball. I checked my coat and hat and started gazing at the merry crowd who came to witness the show. And I must confess to you, there were many there I knew. Welcome to The Dispatchist, a friendly conversation about hell and some other stuff. With me this week are my hosts, Jamin. Hi! And Victoria. (laughs) Hello. And I'm Jacob. Hello. Hello. Hello! And we are so excited to be here and present uh, episode 48. Ooh! Wow. What do we call this? Oh. Cryptid Kids. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. You kind of said that e- you also even said that in like a crayon font, Cryptid Kids. <laughs> Do you speak in Comic Sans? If so, <laughs> find a therapist. Well, it is, I actually saw it writing out on like a little like like a little, you know, lined pad of paper with cray- crayons. Yay! Cryptid Kids. Insert a child cheery, hey, here. <laughs> please don't, please don't. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. I have one piece of hell news. It's only hell news to me, and that is that as we are recording this, tomorrow the Sandman TV series launches. Yay! And I will probably be doing sound editing. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> so, okay, so here's a question. Should we have like Sandman moments? Like have like a few minutes to kind of talk about Sandman? Um, well, if episode. they're doing it one episode at a time, then sure. Like if they're uh-huh. leaking it slowly, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then yeah. If it's if it's binge watchable, then I don't think we'll get there. I feel like we should we should do something regarding okay. Sandman. Then let's pinky swear to watch Sandman at a controlled rate. Okay. <laughs> There we go. Yeah, I'm not much of a binger anyway. I tend to watch things like, you know, I won't watch like five episodes in a day. I'll watch one and then, you know, like a few days will go by and I'll watch another one. So a weekly watching is good for me. But it is launching on a Friday. And that changes the dynamics somewhat. So this is this is Thomas Church, right? The Spider-Man villain? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fine, man. <laughs> it's all everyone at home cringing. Song. Yeah, they just take the Metallica song and (laughs) do it over and over again. He just keeps walking in. (laughs) So this is going to make sense later on in the episode. Right. But in January. The last five minutes. (laughs) It'll make like, uh, you know, we're going to talk about this later in the episode. No. But, um, I mean, it is hell after after all, so we have to kind of keep kicking satisfaction down the road, right? <laughs> so, this woman was arrested with a large amount of amphetamines, methamphetamines, and she claimed her religious statue wanted the drugs. Okay, you're with me this so far? This is not iconography behavior normally. No. This is, this is like the Virgin Mary who weeps milk, right? It, like it and not like it. It's like the Virgin Mary that wants cocaine. <laughs> Who knew that she had a deviated septum? Um. So what? So, what? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like there's all these uh, rumors about certain '70s pop stars getting 
you know, having deviated septums and having to have, you know, nose nasal surgery. And it's often thought to be like, oh, because they did so much cocaine. Okay. Okay. Everything mm-hmm. somewhat makes sense in a blasphemous way. Right. I thought you so, were born with a deviated septum. Not. I never thought you could grow one. I don't know. I honestly don't know. But I think it was particularly a rumor about Stevie Nicks, who is kind of a virgin. Like, she's, to many, she's sort of a Virgin Mary figure. Okay. Okay. Who does a lot of cocaine. Or did a lot of cocaine, let's say. And was a cannibal. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. We're going to get sued by so many people. So, yeah, if if they ever listen to us. So, in Thai culture, a kumantong is a child ghost that is believed to bring people good fortune and make their wishes come true. And so, a lot of people have figurines of this ghost child in their house. And so, typically, in exchange for good favor, you give the figurine like sweet, like red drink specifically, but other sweets um, or toys. But now, you know, some people think that the statues have gotten a little jaded and want something a little, some of the harder stuff. So enter our friend who was arrested with a large amount of methamphetamines that she claimed was for her Kumantong statue. And so as you do, <laughs> she went to Facebook after purchasing her meth and complained about the guy who sold it to her that he did not in fact give her enough to satisfy her statue (laughs) so yeah this just goes deeper it does and she she insists up and down that she wasn't going to use it it's going to go for her statue so so that is my that is my hell news that we'll talk about later sometime in the episode she probably had the best intentions oh yeah I mean, she was going to wish for world peace, and the only way to get that was by, you know, getting her little statue, you know, just toe up. So, <laughs> dang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a similar vein of, of hellish packaging, we bought a pack of salmon, and the instructions on the back, because it was like mm-hmm. it was like free package, free sauce. The instructions on the back were white ink on transparent plastic, like the windows so you can look in and see the salmon. That's where they mm-hmm. printed the instructions. And so you're just like, okay, guys, we're having raw salmon tonight. Don't know how to cook it. Maybe it was written in cocaine. <laughs> Should have licked the wrapper. <laughs> go go find it and lick it. See what don't happens. Do, don't do drugs, kids. Drugs is bad. <laughs> do people do That's lines right. of salmon? Oh, oh I would. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Maybe if you got the little after, salmon bones. And after two or three uses, it gets to be quite a rush. <laughs> Lines of smoked salmon on a bagel. Mm. 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 I bet there's salmon powder out there you could snort. Oh. You just ruined my bagel. Like like uh, space salmon? Space salmon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Freeze-dried, pulverized did salmon. Did anybody bring anything edible to the party? Meals oh, crap, ready I forgot. <laughs> we, 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 we can accept it as, as having been said. <laughs> uh, Lines of salmon. <laughs> That's right. Jamin's uh, yeah, railing up lines of salmon for us all to snort. I have a, I have a cocktail to go along. You kind of picked the bones out. <laughs> I right. swear, like, I pulled this dollar bill out of my pocket and it was just full of salmon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, most money that you get just with the, that's been in circulation for a while. It's going to have trace amounts of salmon yeah. on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. just just be warned. 
So I've got it. I brought a drink that I think will go very, very well with uh, snorting our, our, our $20 bills and, snor- and snorted salmon. It's called A Million Dollar Baby. Oh. Yes. This sounds like a bad movie already. <laughs> and it's also kind it's a few millions away from uh, Alice Cooper's song. So It sounds like just what an actual baby costs if that baby ever needs braces or, you know, like break yes. the bone or something. College. Like college? Oh geez. Uh-huh. Yep. No, I'm yep, depressed. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 So to drink your million dollar baby troubles away, it 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 consists of white rum, mm-hmm. simple syrup. Lemon juice, mango juice, which is a new one. Salmon. Ginger beer. Salmon. <laughs> you get <laughs> you get a you get a stick of salmon and you stir it up real good. Muddle it. Muddle it. <laughs> Muddle the salmon. I'm sorry, you were and at, the mango juice. You were at mango. I was <laughs> you lost me at mango. Um had mango juice, ginger beer, some mango as a garnish and of course ice and so it's served in a um collins glass um and you pour in the lemon juice the mango juice the simple syrup and the rum you top with ginger beer and stir gently with your salmon and then you garnish it with two mango wedges or smaller salmon i was i was all about this until you added the ginger beer oh not the salmon mango and ginger (laughs) I don't know. I mean, if it's good ginger beer, like if you're talking like the really spicy Jamaican style. Oh, Jamaican mm -hmm. ginger beer. Yeah. That'd be good, right? It it probably would mix well together. So online, I found a beautiful thing, smoked salmon vodka. (gasps) Whoa. We may have to try that. From Alaska Distillery. Oh, dear. Do you think that was just the result of an accident? <laughs> I think we willed it into being. <laughs> so, Jim Bob was walking by, had a crate of salmon, walking through the pot stills, and all of a sudden, he just slips on a banana peel, and whoops, a daisy. We had no choice but to bottle it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We have to try that. We skin the salmon, debone it, defat it, shred it. And then the workers put the shredded salmon into ethanol and let the ethanol absorb the flavors for a while. Then they strain the ethanol and add a small amount of the ethanol, roughly 10 milliliters, to a bottle. <laughs> it's very little. I can speak from experience how much not to use. <laughs> <laughs> was that a review? That wasn't how they described their own product, right? Oh, no, that was them describing their own product. <laughs> okay, hang on. I have to... Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Oh, it's even slightly pink. Oh dear. It would have to oh be. Dear. Oh, why? If you're <laughs> listening along at home, go to Google Images and type smoked salmon vodka. I, okay, so maybe in a Bloody Mary. Oh, you know what? That'd be good. I wouldn't want to sip it neat. Mm-hmm. Well, I brought some entertainment. (laughs) (laughs) Is it as entertaining as salmon? Can we recode your algorithm and put smoked salmon vodka as one of the variables? Yes, I will make a note. I will add that to the liquids column. Yes. There's a liquids column? It's called a still. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) Smart joke. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, Jacob. 
Terrify us. Having our hair gnawed by thieves and being beset with freezing iron limbs. Beset by freezing iron limbs. And so are they human limbs or tree limbs? I assume human limbs. Okay. It's kind of like iron mannequin parts. (laughs) Ow. Ow. So. It's a little surreal. I was okay with this because I don't have any hair. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that just means that these have to really get close to you to gnaw the hair. <laughs> right. But I do have a mustache. Uh, 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 that's worse. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Mm-hmm. Oh, please don't gnaw my mustache. What was that? We had no nose nibbling. Oh, for Nose gnars. Yeah. Nose nibbling. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have some nose nibbling happening or just mm. some like, you know, gumming, some gumming of your head. <laughs> <laughs> Thieves gumming at your head. Well, how about we get to the topic at hand? <laughs> I guess so. So for the third part of our babies in hell or babies of hell or babies tangentially related to hell, these babies have escaped hell for our cryptids and vampires special. Mm-hmm. Where we have perused various vampiric baby demons <clears throat> from across the world and mm-hmm. bring them to you on this lovely platter, along with a small shot glass of salmon vodka. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you want it or not. <laughs> We just need a reconstituted toe. Ah! Lost him. <laughs> How is that worse than salmon vodka generally? Is it? Because it's yeah. a it's a embalmed toe. It's a pickled toe. So if it were not pickled, that'd be fine? Yeah, that's just cannibalism. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. All right. All right. What if it's been reconstituted in the salmon vodka? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's my podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> She's killed us all. Victoria scores fatality. <laughs> well, shall okay. start with the letter A then. Uh, the Armenki, which is a Bulgarian demonic ghost created whenever a child is aborted or dies unbaptized or is stillborn or a woman dies, is not given a proper burial. So that covers a lot of eventualities. We don't know much about this one beyond that it preys on young mothers and begs for them at night. And I think there's a common theme of the undead babies begging for their mothers at night or crying for them at night and leading them astray. It's like this is the start of kind of a a trend of these little sad things leading you off the path at night. So I have a question. Yes. So thinking about, okay, so what did this creature do before Christianity? Ah. That's going to be a lot of my argument for a lot of these cryptids. Like, I'm just going to, like, I'm just going to shout, syncretism! I mean... Well, it's a, in this case, the Armenki is from Bulgaria, which only mm-hmm. goes back to 1100-ish AD. So, unless it, okay. unless it predated Bulgaria, in which case I would assume that Wikipedia would say that. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Then, yep. okay. it really, it, it's it's not a non-issue. Okay, just curious, because, yeah, as, as Jamin pointed out, that's kind of a question for a lot of these these creatures. Yeah, and I assume that some in some cases it's because Christian missionaries came in and said, well, this is all about unbaptized babies. I feel like you can't use my own arguments, which renders me moot. Oh, so we need to... <laughs> what else is he going to say? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot more to say about the Oswang Tianak. My first question? Yes. So, Oswang and Tianek are, 
isn't Oswan kind of the umbrella term, and then Tianak is a thing under that umbrella? I think you might be right, because the Wikipedia article is uh, Tianak, specifically. So mm-hmm. that may be the, the subcategory, and there may be other species within the general category of Oswongs. I think so, because I, I started there as well, and yeah, there's a whole mess of Oswongs. Um, They're all, I think that the Oswong is the category of vampiric shape changers. Yep, 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 yep. And It's a distressing um, world if you have to make a category of vampiric shape changers, then subclassify them. <laughs> Did you see that? Okay, so the it's broken down into five groups such as vampires, ghouls, witches, and werebeasts, as well as viscera suckers. <laughs> so, so four that's of those are nouns. The last one's an activity. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's tons of yeah, there there's tons of stories, et cetera, et cetera, about this general category. And of course, again, like traditionally there these these things enact the reversal of Filipino values. And then Spaniards, Christian Spaniards came along and said that they were demonic. But there's, I feel like because, because of the viscera uh, suckers, we need to do a whole episode just on floating heads that trail entrails. Okay. That, that, uh, wasn't that half the Japanese yokai episode? Yes. Like there's so many heads that there's just trail entrails. So there's the um, leak was the one in particular that I found a uh, flying head with entrails still attached. It flies around trying to find pregnant women so that they can suck the baby's blood uh, or suck the blood of a newborn child. So, I mean, there's just like l- the, the Asian world is lousy with these heads flying around with yeah. like entrails. Yeah, tendrils of goo It'll be really coming off of them. If two of them crashed into each other, like that just be a mess. <laughs> You'd have to like it's been hours untangling the viscera, the you know. Things I specific- become a rat king. <laughs> <laughs> things I specifically like about the Tianak, uh Sometimes it takes the form of a flying baby, and I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. They're noted because one leg is shorter than the other. And I was reading about Satan and art today, and uneven footing is a common sign of the devil. Yes, and it is. That's uh-huh. a, that's a motif, like mismatched feet. Mm-hmm. One foot longer than the other. One foot has been replaced by a bottle of salmon whiskey. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, in reading some of the traditions, pregnant women could not cut their hair because otherwise your baby would be born bald. Right. Okay. I mean, that's. that's or it's going to get gnawed on. That's genetics right there. That's how genes uh-huh. work. But then, when a woman is about to give birth, the men will undress until they're stark naked. Yes. Ways to fight the Tianak. This was neat. And then they'll take their... Sh- basically, they'll stand on the ridge of the roof. Naked. Naked and fence the wind. With a fire. It says katan. I didn't look up what a katan was. I presume it meant like, you know, their junk. Yeah. No, no, not their junk. <laughs> like, no, just pelvic junk. thrusting, fighting the wind with no, your junk. It's mm, a sword. Mm. It's a sword. It's a sword. Well, I right. don't know. It's, Maybe we are metaphorical. sword. Like, a, like the thigh, you know. So, yeah, the during, thigh is always not a thigh. The entire entire period of the woman being in labor, the husband is on top of the roof with a fire, armed with a, quote, sword, unquote, flourishing it furiously. Gyrating. I didn't use the word gyrating, but you did. I did. 
until the delivery is is accomplished or until someone leans out the door and said, it's enough. It's over. It's a boy. <laughs> I'm going to use the word <clears throat> turgid while fighting the wind. Okay. So. <sighs> Jealous. Jealous. Huh? <laughs> All I have to say is. Of course. Of course he's going to go up on the roof and do God knows what. Look. You know? Do, do you really want him in the delivery room? Doing this? No. Oh, you know what? Light, like lightsaber. This gets rid of him. It's great. This is probably the <laughs> midwife's idea. It's like, you better go fight the demons now. And he's like, I better go fight the demons now. And they're like, oh, That's God, right. Jim's finally gone. <laughs> it's what became boiling water. Like, <laughs> go boil some towels. <laughs> exactly. Go, go fight the demons with your, uh, what'd you call it? Your not canard. Your <laughs> with the canard. Uh, go fight the demons with a with a you know kind of tired saying. <laughs> what was it? A ca- uh, what'd you call it? A catamaran? No, it's a the. So the settlers sword? of Catan is basically a, a really Catan. fun game. Uh huh. Yeah. It's got like hexagons. <laughs> uh huh. Where the just like hell did this conversation come from? I blinked, <laughs> and we're in German resource management gaming. <laughs> I have no idea what a katan is. I, I guess it is must be uh, some kind of my, my guess is a is a weapon uh, or staff. Let's call it a staff for no real reason. Junk. Okay. Less whimsical ways to fight. A Tianac. Mm-hmm. They will go to the afterlife if they're given a name. That seems really easy. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's a good idea. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, my, my sister's been trying to give a name for her baby for like six months. So maybe it's not that easy. I don't know. What about Gary? All Tianacs could be Gary's for all we know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. if, like, does it have to be a good name? No. Just a name. Hey, you mm-hmm. would suffice, I suspect, if said with sincerity. And uh, you can turn your clothes inside out and they go away. Oh my so they God. find it funny, right? Yeah, they, they just no start laughing. <laughs> I'm basically demon-proof most days of the week. <laughs> so do you think the dude on the roof, the, the noodler on the roof, is like, that it really just like, the 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 critter's just like, oh my God, look at this Actually, guy. yeah. I'm not even going to bother. That's compelling. <laughs> Babies like slapstick. <laughs> it's true. It's true. They're huge fans of the of the Three Stooges. So, you guys know me. I'm I'm kind of a, a lifelong bachelor. Mm-hmm. I have never wanted to get married and have a kid more than like right now, just so I can stand naked on the roof and fight the wind. Well, you could do that now. I mean, <laughs> I don't know why you need a baby. We have a homeowners association. This <laughs> this is hell. <laughs> the HOA cannot cannot prejudice against my religion. Fair. There you go. Okay. And there's also kind of a will-o'-wisp element to this particular story. Like mm, it, it, mm-hmm. it cry. It lies on the floor, forest floor, looking like an abandoned baby, very cute. And then when a woman comes to rescue it, it assumes its true form and attacks the woman and drains her blood. So there's this kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't thing again. Yeah, they're they're kind yeah. of terrible, despite being easy to, to banish and have strange acoustical properties. When you hear one very loudly, that means it's far away. Mm-hmm, when you hear one mm-hmm. up softly, that means it's close. Yeah. And that's a lot like the Pontianac, which I'm going to talk about a little later. Is it a related thingy? It is a related thing. <laughs> Maybe we should just go there now. <laughs> oh, no, but we want, I want to talk about what they look like because 
there's a well, first of all, there's a lot of changeling stuff happening here. The TNAC? As well. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean I, we've we've talked about changelings. There's not a whole lot more to be said about changelings, except that there is this sense of counterfeit child, you know, that is actually some kind of other creature, but but in you know, in embeds itself with a mother or a family in order to then show its true form and suck all the resources out of that person, like physically or financially, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a lot of changeling stuff happening, but there's a lot of different things that it looks like depending on where you are. Like sometimes it's just a baby with claws and fangs. Sometimes it's like a dwarf. Really? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Aren't babies just dwarves? They really anyway? are just, <laughs> just little dwarves. Uh, so the true form in this version, the true form of the Tianak is that of a little old man with wrinkled skin, a long beard and mustache, a flat nose, and eyes the size of uh, coins, um, like big coins. It also says this talks a little bit about the you know uneven gait, um, and so it makes it leap or crawl rather than walk. So it's hard for it to hunt or stalk its victims, but the cry brings mm. their victims to it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes like they fly. Fish. Yeah. Yeah. It's very much like an angry This is a strong fish. argument against intelligent design. <laughs> it really is. Um, it'll fly in the form of a baby, but then when confronted, it'll turn into a blackbird and fly away. So that's kind of terrifying. So if you see a flying baby, confront it. And you've banished it. <laughs> That's if right. you just ignore it, it's going to eat your brains. Call it Gary. Whip out your junk. <laughs> okay, so the baby is flying towards you, but yep. it's a Tianak, and mm-hmm. therefore its acoustical properties are reversed. So right. how does the Doppler shift work if it's flying directly at you? Oh my god, we need to we need to do a. Let's see. Where's our where are our phys- our physics textbooks? Yeah, we, what, we, what, where's the? Uh, I think science needs to be brought in on this one. <laughs> That's right. Is it is it there the one about dropping the light or something for the Doppler effect? Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> so we drop a baby. Drop the Tianak, not the baby. Drop drop a T. Ne- never drop a baby. Right. That's right. Drop the Tianak. There's an acronym for that. But yeah, like uh, if you don't know that the baby flying towards you <laughs> is a Tianak. If a baby flying towards you at 50 miles per hour exhibits this acoustic properties, can you discern whether it is a Tianak or a baby? See, we need word problems also. <laughs> Just confront everything. If it's right. a real baby, nothing happens. If it's a Tianak, problem solved. No, it's like Pascal's right. wager, but we're standing on your roof naked with fire. <laughs> Great. Uh, um, is the ladder still in the garage? <laughs> you need to get some of those, like, tire, you know, the sort of tire, the things that prevent people from backing up. Get those for your roof so Jamin can't get up to get up there. <laughs> I just want I just want the ambulance drivers to pull up and be like, another one, huh? <laughs> All right. Oh, man, Tuesdays are the worst. This is the third time this week I found a naked dude lying on the ground. Having fallen from the roof. Too much salmon whiskey will do that to you. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um, so, changelings. These guys are changelings. Yep. Mm-hmm. And here's a question. Let's go back to kind of the, the Celtic changeling, the, the fey changelings. Yep. Mm-hmm. Where they would enchant a log 
or something, and that would be your baby, and then they'd take your actual baby away, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Come away, oh human child, through the something in the wild with the fairy hand in hand, because you're doing it wrong. And whiskey. It's. I wish the goblins would come and take you away right now. <laughs> <laughs> For the world is more full of smoked salmon whiskey than you can understand. <laughs> I think they're, they're not like technically changelings, but it's kind of the same idea of shifting blame onto the supernatural for your child's status so you don't have to reconcile with it. Oh, my baby's it. ugly. It's probably just a demon. Yeah, or anything like that. Or Well, I guess, I guess you answered my question, but my question was these... Filipino and Malay changelings will ruin mm-hmm. a life. Were the fey changelings evil or just, like, did they it ruin your be. life? They were really whiny and obnoxious. And I'm not joking. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like they were like colicky and sickly forever, which is also yeah, kind so of a way of just reconciling yourself with the noises babies make. Hmm. Yeah. And to, and to, I mean, poverty, like, there, here's another mouth to feed. So they would suck, suck resources. Mm. Um, away from the rest of the family. So, what do you do? Maybe you, you know, claim it's a changeling baby and you don't feed it. And you give um, it a name. Gary. Yeah. But okay. yeah, so to explain your flying baby, you say, oh, it's changeling, right? Hmm. I mean, you know, maybe it's just gas. Makes them fly. <laughs> That's some supercharged <laughs> gas there. I mean, we've... <laughs> I mean, am I right? Um. (laughs) Yes. How about about we touch on the doings next? (gasps) Yes. The doings. Oh. um, Syncretism. Wait, no. Can I actually mention some related things? Sure. Okay. So, there's another creature that is similar called the toil. It's either toil or tuil. So, there's one spelled with two O's and one spelled with two U's. And it's um, an undead infant in Indonesian and Malay folklore. So it's um, traditionally uh, described as not looking no different from a near naked toddler, but it also can sometimes, like in modern day, that uh, toddler description has kind of turned into a goblin description. They can also have green or gray skin, pointed ears, and clouded eyes, much like one of the descriptions of um, Artianek. Um, but oh. also. Ah, yes. And so uh, we talked a little bit about a Pontianac, um, which is also called a Contilinac, which is a vampiric pregnant woman spirit. So that's mentioned in conjunction with some of the uh, the Tianac legends. And um, this figure, the Pontianac, is usually a pregnant woman who's unable to give birth. Oh. And... So it connects. So again, it also has that Doppler, the re- the weird Doppler effect or reverse Doppler effect with sound, um, because the closer she is, the less you hear her. But she's also so associated with babies crying, screaming, um, and dogs. So you will hear like the same kind of sound effect of dogs if she's to to. When she's near or f- further from you. Which one is this? This is the Pontianac. Pontianac, is, so it's, yeah. Is this the, mm-hmm. the whole back woman or a different one? No, that's a different okay, one. Okay, cut related. that part out. <laughs> we, can switch, we can switch to that one later. Okay. Well, I could talk to her very quickly. But um, 
So, yeah, so she's very vengeful. But now you're, uh, she's often described as a you know, long-haired woman dressed in white, but with blood on her clothing. And she lures unsuspecting men to uh, incite fear and enact revenge. So not only will you hear those sounds, um, but you'll also smell decaying, a decaying corpse or plumeria flower. So there's some sense involved with her. And she is, uh, if, you, if she captures her prey, she often turns into a more monstrous form. And she will use her long fingernails to remove internal organs of the men that she is preying upon. Oh, there's Japanese yokai and, that does that. Yeah, she's very similar. She's very similar. There's also another, there's a very specific pregnant uh, woman yokai as well hmm. called a obume. So she's very similar to that figure as well. Huh. Yeah. And um, she will also take the eyes out of her victim with her nails. and Or she'll suck them out of your head. Either way. But she's said to locate her prey through the smell of freshly laundered clothes. So Pop, we're safe. safe. <laughs> <laughs> so this is why people never leave their clothes outside. Because so they might get also- rained on. In Southeast Asia. <laughs> it's very, I mean, and that's the logical explanation. She's also, oh, she's associated with the banana tree. And she's said to live in there during the day. And she can be fought off by driving a nail into the hole on the nape of her neck, which can cause her to turn into a beautiful woman and a good wife until the nail is removed. Isn't that how just regular women work? Asking for a friend. Anyway, um, <laughs> sure, sure, Jamin. That's exactly how women work. So in, in Indonesia, the Kuntilanak is very similar, but often takes the shape of a bird. And she can make uh, women fall ill, which also is associated with like menstrual bleeding. But she is, when a man approaches this particular figure, and she turns around, her back is hollow. Okay. So there's other very, there's other stories about this entity. Exactly. And so this is very similar to the Sundel Bolong, which is the prostitute ghost who has the large gaping hole on her back, and that is said to be where she died during childbirth and the baby came out her back. So essentially like she is the soul of a woman who died when she was pregnant outside of marriage and she gave birth in her grave. Baby came out her back. That's why she has a hole in her back. But she also enacts vengeance on men, and she will take newborn children to replace the child she lost. That's all I have to say about that. So my take on this one, uh-huh. like, I, I was surprised. I thought, like, I went into this one as the only hole-backed ghost demon, but, like, there's a <laughs> bunch, depending on which subset of islands you're on in Southeast Asia. Right? There's a whole Gwen, St- Gwen Stefani song about it. <laughs> hole a bat girl. Oh. 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 <laughs> I... <laughs> All right. Take a shot of smoked salmon vodka. Oh, God. <laughs> <sighs> Never make that mistake again. <laughs> so, this one, you know, everything is like, oh, the Catholic missionaries came in and brought this, or the Catholic, blah, 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 blah. This one? was neat because it originated, the origins were from the Javanese culture itself Mm -hmm. as a cultural deterrent against the incoming 
Western influence, hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It was like, okay. instead of the priest saying, oh, this is a bad thing and you need to fear this, it's us saying, oh, the Dutch invented prostitutes, don't be a prostitute, right? Yep. And so, like, they, like, they subverted this myth into protecting their own culture by saying, this is what happens if you join the Dutch. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that was interesting that the origin was a protective mythos rather than a demonstrative or a syncretic mythos. Is this the origin of the term Dutch baby? Oh, those de- oh, those delicious big pancakes actually are somehow related to... <laughs> okay, so wow. yes, let's explore that. <laughs> let's go get some Dutch babies. Um, but also, I mean, this is what I know long, long, long ago, we talked about counter hegemony. This is a good example of counter counter hegemonic. It is an uh, excellent example of counter hegemony. Thank you for mm-hmm. remembering that word, which I didn't. <laughs> Isn't it really an example of two hege- hegemonies battling each other out to the death? Mm. Like, uh, well, that'd uh, be an anti hegemony. Okay, a he- hegemonic, uh, an angry hegemony off. Yes. A hegemonic inversion. <laughs> oh, no. I'd like to talk about the doings now. Let's go oh, to yeah. the doings. Actual syncretism. Because uh-huh. they sound cute. The do. What are the doings doing? Or is it Dwen? How do you pronounce Is it Dwen or Dwen? Oh, no. We're going to have a whole lot of how do you pronounce that this episode. I meant and- to ask my Haitian friend. Uh huh. But I didn't. Okay. Well, anyway, the doings, they <laughs> are. Sexless, faceless, naked children with with tiny mouths and backwards turned feet. They're short little things, and they have big floppy hats. Oh, you left out one important thing. I did. Okay, backwards. Their feet are. Ah, the feet. No, I don't think I did. Yeah, feet are symbols of evil. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I read you my favorite line (laughs) from the Wikipedia article? Sure. Okay. Uh, let's see. Where is that? This is why grammar is very important. Their most recognized characteristic is their feet are said to be backwards, with the heel facing the front and the knees are backwards also being faceless. You know, dealing with demons, we do know that demons' knees frequently have faces. I was going to say, like, so if my knees don't have faces, am I a Dwen? Dwen. Well, there's a lot of other characteristics. There's a checklist. Just, okay, just good. faceless okay. knees. Just the one. Yeah, that's not. That's not data, a diagnostic. A data set of one right. does not. No. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Good. Do we uh, need to put up a screenshot of the book? Eats, shoots, and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be useful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Everybody could commas, benefit from friends, that. Commas. They want the love of a family, but are doomed to wander the earth lonely forever. Pray. Who doesn't feel that? Yeah, I know. Actually, that's just like. Isn't that just kind of growing up in some ways? And they lure unbaptized children into the woods with their whooping sound until the children are lost. But I don't know if that works on infants because they're not very mobile. Whoop, 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 um, whoop. If you call, this is, this is one of those weird Catch-22 things. If you call a child's name and a doing mm-hmm. learns it, they will use it to mimic the child. So Jerks. never hey, call Jimmy. your child's name. No, no. Oh, God. Hey, Jimmy. No, no, don't do it, John. And they don't like water crabs. I so, they did like water crabs. No, I think they don't like water crabs. Doesn't everybody like water crab? I don't know. I don't know what a water crab is. Well, well don't all crabs. It's a, a slightly damp land crab. Okay. I guess there are land crabs, right? 
Oh, it says really that they really like, they eat food from gardens and really like water crabs. Oh, they do like water crabs. I am just misinformed. Listeners, okay. if you know whether Duans like or dislike <laughs> water crabs, please let Jacob know. Please. But also, like, when I was reading about them in your notes, it reminds me of the the outsider artist, Henry Darger, who did the really creepy paintings oh, of children. yeah, the weird genderless yeah. girls with, with Willie's art. It's very, yeah, like, this, this reminds me of, I think it's him, right? Yeah, yeah, no, that's definitely, him. Henry Darger is definitely mm-hmm. that artist, yes. Strange. So that's all I can imagine. <laughs> Strange and apocalyptic, but but with huge floppy hats and and backwards feet. Yes, the f- faceless knees and backwards feet. The floppy hats were important because sunscreen wasn't invented until 2014. Good point. Like, Good point. Mm-hmm. You don't want these guys getting sunburned. It's no. hot in Tobago. Mm-hmm. That's true. And also, I mean, well, the hats, you know, also hide their faceless knees, right? Yeah, true. So it makes the surprise bigger. Mm-hmm. One thing I kind of find interesting is we've lost what the Duans were. Well, I'm sure someone knows we've lost what they were before the the missionaries, before the 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 colonizers. Right? This was an old African tradition, which got brought over to the New World, reimagined in the new mythos of the Caribbean, mm-hmm. and then the Catholics were like, "Oh yes, of course, this is a thing." which you believe in, I'll explain it using my God, which is why you should baptize your baby, right? So we've circumvented and stolen it and syncretized it. I say we, of course, I'm a missionary. Mm-hmm. But like, what was the cultural purpose of the original Duans? You know, I don't see any tie to Duans and unbaptized babies. I'm looking at the Tata Duende, and they're just... They're just imps, it seems like. Like, they're not necessarily, they don't have an origin story to speak of. But I did find something that did say that they were said to be children who died without having been baptized. And that must be like post colonial, yeah, right? Right. In order to right. get. Which is the, why you better baptize your baby. Yeah. Don't let him go into the woods. Gary. And you better baptize him. Oh, I offer baptism. How convenient. Mm hmm. They'll never go into the woods again. <laughs> but if they do, they're fine. They're going to be fine. They'll be okay. Yeah, they're they'll fine. be fine. fine. They'll be fine. They won't turn into anything bad. They're fine. The power of Christ compels you to stay safe. <laughs> Jesus wept. <laughs> so I don't, I don't have a lot to say about the Navi, except they are not the blue cat people from Avatar. Mm, okay. Um, it's another unbaptized child vampire, but also they can mm-hmm. be formed when a person drowns. So that's a little different. Uh, and they look like a bird. And they fly around looking for their mother begging to be baptized. Where is this from? Yeah. Uh, Poland or Russia. And was it they, if you, there's a seven year thing, you have to baptize it within seven years? Yeah, and then it's, then it's free. Otherwise, it'll be a bird baby vampire forever. Oh, dear. So if you're in Poland or Russia, just carry around a spritz bottle ba- of holy water. Baptize birds. And if you see a bird, spritz it. Okay. Just baptize all the birds. Yeah. Let's just baptize the burbs. Burbs. The, mm-hmm. Let's just keep it. They're just, all look, they're all evil anyway. Baptize I mean. the burbs and we're safe. What are burbs anyway? <laughs> birds this, aren't real. This goes back to kind of the like baptism thing. Can't we just bless the clouds and the next time it rains, problem solved? Well, we can bless the rains down in Africa. 
I set you up for that so hard and I didn't even mean to. <laughs> I'm upset. <laughs> so I think it's time to explain my uh, hell news story. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? Yes. Okay. You're going to, you're either going to love me or you're going to hate me for this. <laughs> I, I kind of feel, I, I think I already know which Just one like it's going to be. Just like smoked salmon vodka. Uh huh. Or, you know, reconstituted toes. Um, Blech. So we're going to talk about the Kumantong that I mentioned earlier. So that is, it's a Thai tradition. And this Kumantong makes, either golden boy or sanctified young boy. Okay. So there's a female version called Kumani. So just keep that in mind. But uh, so this tradition, um, Kumantong originated from a 19th century novel um, by a poet, a well-known poet in Thailand, Suntan Phan. And this, uh, the story that involved certain methods of sanctifying a baby became a practice in Thailand. So yes. So let me let me walk you through it. So it's a practice based in necromancy, Aval. Okay. Okay. So the Kumantan is uh created from a desiccated fetus of a child who dialed while in its mother's womb. Okay. okay. So then Witch doctors or holy people have the power to take these stillborn babies, adopt them as their children, and use them to help them in their endeavors. And so this translated eventually to people having them to help them find fortune, to have good luck, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, I do not so like the way where this potentially you, is going. No. So the way that you create one of these is that – so it's from a practice used in black magic. You take the, uh, the fetus. And you remove it from the womb of its mother. And this is what happened in the novel that sort of led to the popularity of this. Then the body of that child would be taken to a cemetery and there would be a, a proper ritual to invoke the Kumantan. So the body was roasted until dry while the witch doctor chanted incantations. And once the rite was completed, the dry roasted Kuman was painted with a certain kind of lacquer called Yalek. Uh, which is used to cover amulets and um, other things with gold leaf. So the effigy received the name Kumantong, meaning golden boy mm. or sanctified boy. Huh. So sometimes these were also soaked in another liquid called Nam Phan Ra, which is a kind of oil extracted by burning a candle close to the chin of a dead child or a person who died in violent circumstances or in an unnatural death. That's very, that's very <laughs> hand of glory, actually. It is. It is. It's very much like that. So that's less common now because it's now illegal um, to use fat from human babies for consecrating oil. Go figure. We've talked about this. Um, sometimes there are occasionally things that get through. And so there are stories. There's a disturbing number of stories from the aughts to, you know, the, the 20, 20 teens of people still doing this practice. And these things like being smuggled and stuff like that. So now people actually, for the most part, use either reproductions of what the originals look like <laughs> or they have separate dolls. Cabbage patch doll. <laughs> there's, there's pictures of them online, not the original ones, but like the re reproductions of what they look like. And there's also pictures of the text that uh, the practice, the, the, the 
the process uh, came from. And so these figures, the, the manufactured dolls, also have their own rituals associated with them. Sometimes they're made from the wood from Buddhist temples so that they've retained all of the sacred chants and mm. um, things that happen within the temple. But also you're supposed to feed them milk and sweets, but sometimes they get naughty and, want cocaine. and you sometimes have to punish it with a like gently, you know, tapping it with a with with a wooden rod while speaking in a stern tone. But they like to play tricks on children, these little statues. But there's a related object. <laughs> if you if you thought that wasn't bad, um, then there's the cone croach, which is the Cambodian version of this. So again, this is a from a woman who's died in childbirth or from a living pregnant woman. So in order to create one of these, the man has to awaken the corpse of the woman who has been buried with the fetus. He has to awaken her with magic, and then he must ask and receive the dead woman's permission to take the fetus. So according to the ritual, the man seeking the amulet would ask would elicit the words, it belongs to you from the mother. And then he would remove the fetus and um, dry it and wear the remains in a bag around his neck. So it's kind of flattened out. So it becomes like a papyrus. So it's kind of like this magical um, paper-like product that is then uh, worn in a small wooden ball around the neck. Hmm. So there's there's some more magic That's very, babies. very Baroque. <laughs> What's the, the boxes with the verses? Oh, um, in like Hebraic phylactery. Um, yeah, phylactery. is it phylactery? Mm-hmm. There's, I feel like there's another word. Does a phylactery is kind of the general term? Phylactery for those is things. for like your soul, right? Mm, only in D and D, and that actually brings me to the next poster. Oh. Mm, but it'll, mm-hmm. it'll wait. Hebrew texts on vellum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huh. Is it the? Because sometimes they're worn on the forehead, right? <laughs> sometimes when you're trying to repel. A certain type of vampire, you wear them while standing on top of a roof. <laughs> Naked. <laughs> Naked, but for the phylactery. <laughs> that's going to be the title of my biography. <laughs> Naked, but for the phylactery. Mm-hmm. Vodniks. Vodniks! Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Vodniks um, are interesting. They are created when an unbaptized child drowns in a body of water. But they are not an undead version of that. That's just kind of the catalyst that lets them form as a lord of the water. Mm, yeah. Lord of the water. Yes. Well, they're Russian, so I don't know if they have an Irish lilt like that, but maybe they would. <laughs> they're, they appear as a fish, a person with green hair mm-hmm. clothes, or young wet man. Mm, young wet man? A, a, wet, a, a young man dripping with water. Okay. Uh, and they like to capture people and drown them. So very Nixie there, very puka. Yep, yep. yep. Um, mm-hmm. Particularly, uh, they will sometimes take drowned brides or adopt drowned children. Okay. And Emphasis on the drowned. Yes, yeah, they, 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 that's a part of their mythology is the drowning. And okay. they can sometimes mm-hmm. turn into a brook and move to a new location. So they travel a lot. Wow. Yeah. Could we get some to come down here? They might die. <laughs> they might just die. It's very warm outside. They're already dead. I mean, we're, you know, we're getting desperate. I'd be happy to have some Vodnik. Welcome Vodnik. Maybe we should do an advertising You would exploit the Vodniks vodka. just to cure the drought? How tech? Oh, how tech I mean, them? I don't know. Do they like live music and barbecue? Maybe. Maybe. Mostly. Maybe. We've got a Russian restaurant or two. 
Uh, we also know That's a true. fair bit about their society. That's kind of interesting. Um, there's a Zarvodnik. They're not necessarily good or evil. There's something going both directions. And they store souls in teapots. And those teapots are kind of mm-hmm. a status symbol. Like they have collections of them and admire their um, worth based on their pile of teapots. Uh, and they do not have servants. They just have fish. So the teapots, that's adorable. Yes. Um, Except they do contain drowned souls. Still adorable. Okay. <laughs> so have, <laughs> this may be a complete derailment, but have you all watched The Mighty Boosh? Yeah, uh, yes. Is, is old Greg a vodnik? Is he green? He's, yes. Oh. He's, 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 he's an aquatic... He's an aquatic figure character within the realm of the mighty Boosh. He seems very Vodnik to me. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm going to, I'm going to argue that old Greg is a, is a Vodnik. He's accidentally fished out of a lake. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He has a mangina. And he tries to lure lovers down to his undersea or his under lake realm. Isn't that all By giving them Bailey's. Getting, having them drink Baileys. He does like Baileys, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's very high probability that he's a Vaden. Vod- I think Vodinoid. we can safely say, I think we can safely say that he is. There's a swamp version called the Balotnik. I just want to say that word. It's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the Vodnik is in the, in the Dungeons and Dragons monster manual. He's a subspecies of Umber Hulk. Okay, so I've never encountered a Vodnik. Nor have I encountered the genus. It's a giant four-eyed hypnosis-wielding bug man that will eat you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Not like the Tikbalai. Um, Tying this all together, like the Vodnik and the Vodinoid, it's, it's the root of wet and watery, like it's the adjective. Okay. Um, the word for water is, is vod- Voda. Oh, like, okay, like vodka. And yeah. the diminutive for water uh-huh. is vodka. Ah! Like the cute oh. form of water, the diminutive form of water. Like, oh, little, little water. Yeah, it, this is the irony. This is the cute uh-huh. water. Uh-huh. Smoked salmon vodka, to be precise. It's like whiskey is... Uh, whiskey bar? Water. The water uh-huh. of life. Yep. Mm-hmm. So of all the babies we've discussed, I think the Tikblang is the, like, most deviated from its original concept of baby. Um, mm-hmm. They're either formed by when a baby is aborted or they're imported from the unbaptized infant limbo. One of the two, but the basic theme is oh. uh, is um, unbaptized. We can guess that. Um, they do not look like babies. They're tall men, a tall man with a horse head, black skinned, thick manes of spines, a large penis, lots of teeth, long hair, and legs that go over their heads when they sit. So, yeah, the whole baby thing is more just kind of a, like... At that point, yeah. <laughs> um, can be thwarted by uh, holding, wearing your clothes inside out. Oh, because it's hilarious, as we've discussed. I end by an anting-anting talisman. I don't know what that is, but it sounds kind of cute. An anting-anting yes. talisman? What is that? I don't, Does I it... don't know. We just don't know. Okay. This is we're back to the back to the Philippines with this one. Well, yeah, there's a lot we need to really explore the Philippines. It's it's a it's rich it's rich in and to be fair, the Philippines 
was not the Philippines unified until recently. Like it was a bunch of microcultures and like tribes. So I can imagine that there would be some difference in everything. It's a whole, yeah, it's a whole, it's it, it it's a whole universe of of things that would be super super interesting. When the Kikbalang comes from uh, Hindu mythology, I think ultimately from the Hayagriva, which is an avatar of Vishnu. Right. Yes. 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 Because the some of the images I saw were very similar. Um, do you know what a female one is called? Mm, a female Tikbalang. It's called an Angate. Angate. Okay. An angate, and so uh, the angate has the upper body of a female human and the lower body and legs of a horse. So it's kind of like a centaur, but they also sometimes have a horn. So they're also sometimes kind of a unicorn, and they are fond of gemstones. So they're like bedazzled unicorn centaurs. Well, that sounds magical. Didn't we that watch? That's pretty damn cool. Didn't we watch a TV show about that recently? My Little Pony. It's a cute cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> My little Tikbalang, less cute. Uh, t- <laughs> well, there's a unicorn planet. I don't know if you remember that cartoon. <laughs> Tikbalangs are known for spreading sickness, death, misery, blindness, insanity, rock slides, fevers, and sometimes they will steal rosary beads. That's, well, I bet that last one yeah. was kind of an add-on. Syncretism. It's in the bottom and crayon. I mean, if you, lose, if you lose some rosary beads, this is your explanation. Well, this like, oh, damn. giant spike-maned large penis horse man came and took my rosary beads. <laughs> Mom, can I have three more? <laughs> I mean, that's really just Mardi Gras, right? <laughs> Probably is. A, gi- a giant, thick-maned, giant penis horse man came by, flashed me his tits, and I had no choice but to throw on my rosary beads. Exactly. Exactly. Lose, so that's where all the- I lose more gods like that. <laughs> but also, isn't there something about- they can be good too, right? Like they can do good things. Oh, they grant wishes. Yes, they can grant wishes. Mm-hmm. If you throw, if you throw them enough rosary beads, <laughs> they're going to grant your yeah. wish. Uh huh. Okay. When did the when did Southeast Asia get horses? Mm. Because mm-hmm. a giant horse maned horse person. How do you know what a horse is? And when did you know what a horse is? Like, it's a good question. I feel like it has to be a relatively recent thing because horses were kind of a secret, a well-kept but I feel like, Russian I mean, secret. You know, Mongolia, right? The Mongols had horses, right? So, do you think it's like it came down that way, sort of through? But the Mongols went west. Okay, like the Mongol they, Empire really went west. Like uh-huh. the the subcontinent of like India and then like northeast, like the the Thai, Myanmar, Laotian Peninsula. Uh-huh. So one one resource I just googled for says that the date of horses in the Philippines dates to the Malay invasion of the Philippines, which could have happened mm. as long as 980. Okay. Yeah, okay. 980 is not that long ago. No. Comparatively. It's as long as a great many cultures. Yeah. So the Malay had horses allegedly. Yes. And and mm-hmm. brought them at some point to the Philippines. Well, there's there's two problems here. The, the they're not dating it from the arrival of horses in the Philippines. They're dating it from the arrival of a horse avatar of Vishnu into the Philippines. You still have to know what a horse is. Well, you can have a picture of Hayagriva. You just wouldn't have a compa- mean, you wouldn't have a point of comparison for it. <laughs> yeah, like you. I mean, just like travel logs. 
of the new world. A lot of people, you know, there's just drawings, drawing after drawing of giraffes and elephants that are vaguely right. Oh, I see what you're saying. But people assume they know what it is because they have these these renditions of these things, right? So it's not necessarily a real horse, but it's the cultural understanding of this thing. Yeah. What even is a horse? Right. Look at these yeah. woodcuts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So three... Yep. Three demons. This is a little off topic, but three demons relating to the concept of abortion. Yes. Uh -huh. We'll yes. start with Nama because we met her before. This is one of uh, Lilith's sisters, possibly Asmodeus' mom. She's the demon of abortion and debauchery. And these two concepts are very tightly linked in folklore condemning women. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Actually, so prostitution, abortion, and debauchery. So that's, that's, a, that's a combination there. Mm. Uh, Tibet. Tibet is the name of another name for Leviathan or Tiamat, maybe, who tempts mankind with the black flame in the form of an apple. And I have no idea what any of this means. He taught abortion, but was a male power, which is kind of interesting. Like, that's an unusual combination. Usually abortion is mythologically very tied to women. The men are totally innocent. And Kasadya is a, this one's interesting, is a female angel mentioned in Enoch. So a demon angel that's like, Gender identifies as female, uh, a physician of the Watcher group who became the angel or demon of abortions and medicine, uh, and is classified as one of the five Satans that led to the Great Flood, which is interesting because the Watchers are, in one version, they created the Great Flood because um, God had to wipe wash the earth of their iniquity and sin, and in another version of their story, they tried to save mankind from the Great Flood, and... Hmm. Then they were punished for having meddled with the God's plan to wipe humanity off the earth. Right. It kind of depends on which side of the Canaan slash Jewish story traditions you're standing on there. Okay. Although Kasadia's yeah. greatest sin is considered to be her teachings of how to cure the illnesses of the mind. Oh, so... We're demonizing psychology here. Wow. Well, that's also really interesting because... Demonic possession oh. is often the excuse for psychiatric illness or, you oh. know. Oh, okay, okay. Hmm. This, this kind of makes sense. We've talked about this in the past, and we'll, we'll probably talk about it more in depth or in the future, where demons weren't always evil. Demons were the minions of the gods, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So, if demonic possession is just the will of the gods exercising that demon is going against the will of the gods. That's a bit of a stretch, but... Demons were frequently plague bearers, and I think the possession thing is kind of like their... That's a bad thing. Like, I mean, maybe there were some holy possessions like the Oracles of Delphi, but... Like, de demons were frequently like disease, plague, death, destruction, and the possession seems to be more like that sort of negative side of their of the equation. So, with, was the problem with her teaching how to cure the illnesses of the mind, was it the problem kind of like Prometheus, like bringing fire, like, okay, she's giving humans Adderall. this power? Yeah, <laughs> she's giving humans, you know. Either the Watchers, this is, I want to talk about this at some point in great detail, either the Watchers fell or were kicked out of heaven because they helped humanity. Mm -hmm. against the will of the gods or 
they were, and this is the more common legend in like in Genesis, they were condemned because they taught the humans bad things, which is basically anything that God didn't teach them, and then slept okay. with them mm-hmm. and had children by them, and then they were considered corrupt and like that. Then they were evil creatures that were wiped out by the flood. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So if you mm-hmm. blink a human, you become corrupt. That doesn't apply to humans necessarily. I was just going to say, like, there's the, there's the result of original sin. It's like, man, boinks, bad. Cured by baptism. I'm going to hell. <laughs> so, baptism cures boinking? Baptism cures so. boinking. Our next t-shirt, uh, you can find it on our Redbubble. <laughs> Once we actually have... Does anybody know how Redbubble that. works? Oh. No. No. I th- we'll figure it out. If you are new here, we are the Dispatchist. We talk about all kinds of things like hell and other stuff. If you go to our website, dispatch.ist, there's a drop-down menu that says find us on. Find your social media of choice. Click on it. Follow us if you like. Give us a subscribe. Give us a like, a comment. Also, Jacob and I will be hosting a interactive workshop called The History of Satan's at uh, Morbid Anatomy online, you can sign up. It's September 17th, and you can sign up by going to the Morbid Anatomy website. We'd love to see yeah, you there. We're excited about this. It should have a lot of Satans. Mm-hmm. Lots of Satans. Lousy ones. <laughs> so many. But until then, we will see you in hell. All right. Bye. This podcast is copyright 2021 by The Dispatchist and its Creative Commons. You're welcome to reuse with attribution. Look for us on your favorite podcast app. Say hi to us on Twitter or Gmail at The Dispatchist, no spaces. Check out our website, dispatch.ist, for more episodes, show notes, and a variety of hellish resources. Thank you.